welcome to the Central Vineyard podcast. We're really pleased you've chosen to join us today. Our vision is to be a transformational church community, following Jesus, joining God in the renewal of all things. We'd love for you to join us in person if you're able to on a Sunday morning. If you would like more details, you can visit our website at centralvineyard.co.uk. Happy New Year. So how are we feeling in the new year? Energised and ready to go? A bit like... A bit like... mm, Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, Happy New Year to you all. It's great to be back. Great to be worshipping with you all. I'm Dan. I can see a few new faces in the congregation. Uh, Come and say hi. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, If it is your first week, please do engage... Get to know us, as Deborah said. Get to know what what we're about, what we believe God is leading us into as a church. So, it's a new year, um, and I would like to kind of start the new year going back to basics as we start 2024 as a church. Maybe you've got some goals for this year. Deborah said maybe you guys have got some New Year's resolutions. Maybe you don't make them because probably like me, you know, you're going to break them in the first, the first week. Um, but we're starting uh, a new series next week on practicing the way of Jesus, looking at a solitude practice. We've looked at a few practices in the last year. So we wanted to start the new year just kind of going back to what we believe God is leading us to as a church, what the biblical view that we believe of community and how we step in deeper to our relationship with Jesus. So we're starting a new series next week on solitude, but today we're going to be looking at practicing the way of Jesus together in community. We want to start off on the right foot as a church. You showed up today, that's good. It's new year, new start. I'm going to make the assumption that you're interested in going further with Jesus. You've turned up with each other as a church, so I'm also going to assume that we want to do this together. There's something really powerful in meeting together. I was super encouraged this morning with just hearing everyone's voices again, lifting the name of Jesus, praising him. And we shouldn't get used to that. We shouldn't take it for granted that we're here together. In fact, let's start the new year being grateful for each other, being grateful for the freedoms we have to meet together. And as we look at the Bible, the fact that we've got God's word and its power to guide us in living in the way of Jesus. We've got a lot of freedom in this country So let's not take it for granted. Let's not start the year in an apathetic way, but let's start with a real devotion and a desire for Jesus and to see God move. How can we go deeper with him this year? So we're going to have a look at Acts 2 uh, as a church this morning, and we're going to look at three things. Practicing the way of Jesus together in community, 
And then what could it look like in 2024 for us as a church? So, practicing the way of Jesus. Did anyone play bin chess over Christmas? Well, good, good question, Deborah. You did play bin chess. You, you may just didn't know it. It's when the neighbourhood decides when the bin goes, when the bins go out, yeah. And it's chaos. Well, it, it is in our street anyway. The neighbourhood goes mad, and we all sink into certain roles. There's the leaders. There's those that put their bin out. They're the first to do it. They do it confidently, head held high. Uh, and the first bin goes out. Then there's the followers. Within minutes, suddenly the whole street has put the same bin out, yeah? Then there's the judges. There's those that are like, no, 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 no. I've read the website, and it goes out on Saturday, not our normal Tuesday. They know better. Their bins don't go out. And then there's the sleepers. They just don't care. <laughs> They're happy to put a big pile of bin bags out when everything goes back to normal. They stay in bed. They don't stay up about it at all. We, we failed terribly at bin chess this year. We were the judges, but we got it wrong. <laughs> we, we, we read the website wrong. And I, I had to go to the tip um, because we just had way too much recycling and, and of course, met all the other uh, failed people that, um, over there. Richard Osman tweeted on the 3rd of January, some lovely personal news. I've just been accepted into Harvard to pursue a PhD on what day my bins are being collected this week. Tough but exciting times. Bin chess is a good illustration of how our lives can get a bit chaotic at times, not only in this season, uh, especially in the season we're in, but it's not only in this season. Weirdly, wasting my time a bit, when I was Googling this, apparently 5.8 million of us have arguments with our neighbours about bins <laughs> in a year. That's mental, isn't it? Anyway, anyway that's just a side point. Um, I need to spend better uh, use of my time. Um, but yeah, it is chaotic. Habits and routines are disrupted. Our discipline goes out the window over Christmas. And naturally, at this time of year, we want to make changes to our lives. As Deborah said, we, we like to make New Year's resolutions, get back into good habits, maybe get into uh, better habits that, than we did last year. And the new year is certainly a fresh chance to build these new habits and routines in an intentional way. And new year's resolutions are good. But I want to challenge you this morning to think a bit deeper and wider. To review the fundamental and intentional order of your life. So that your decisions align to that. A purposeful direction of shaping our lives towards Jesus, towards God for his glory. We may be at different places across this room as a church, and we're here to help each other. Um, the concept of creating order out of chaos is all through the Bible. 
maybe it's a new thing to you, the idea that our lives could be ordered around God, amongst the chaos of the world. Maybe it feels like a foreign concept or even impossible. But I think God's in the business of creating order from chaos. We, call it, we often call it renewal here at Central Vineyard. God created the world from nothing, but it's broken. It needs renewal. It needs God's power. And we want to allow space for God to renew us, but we need to be intentional about it. And God is waiting for you to join him in it. Maybe this morning you want to go a step further. You've seen how uh, God has worked as you've gone deeper with him last year. Maybe this is a chance to go a little bit deeper, take a step further with Jesus. And God is waiting for you. Maybe you've lost some good habits over the months or years. Maybe you feel further away from God at the moment. And today is a chance for you to step into this with God. And he's waiting for you. I don't want to get too heavy for our first Sunday back, but I think it's good that we intentionally do this together this year. One uh, ancient framework is called the rule of life. Some of you may have come across it. It's basically how we can each define our purposeful direction that we want to go and how we align it with the way of Jesus. And it helps create a shape for your life to invite God into it. Peter Scazzaro, who some, some of you may know, is the author of Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, says this, A rule of life is a trellis that helps us abide in Christ and become fruitful spiritually. It's an intentional, conscious plan to keep God at the center of everything we do. Ken uh, spoke a few weeks in our I Am series of I Am the True Vine. How do we want to grow in God? How can we be intentional? And it needs a trellis. Hopefully it will come up on screen. Creating a trellis for your life to help and allow space for growth in our walks with Jesus. In John 15:4, it says, to remain or abide in God. A trellis helps us do that. And as we kind of think about our own rules of life or our, our own trellises, there's some questions that could be addressed by using it. They're going to come up on screen. What's the narrative that we live by? Is the narrative we live with daily a narrative God is speaking into or the world is shaping around you? What do we do with our time? Do we have a rhythm of our, in our lives where we're intentionally being shaped and abiding with God, spending time with God? Or are we not intentional and being shaped by the world around us with our time.
do we allow space for God? Do you live knowing that God is everywhere and in everything you have? Could he be invited into the small spaces of every area of your life? What reality do you live in? The Bible speaks of the kingdom of God. Do we live in the reality of the kingdom of God? Or are we living in the reality of the kingdom of the world around us? How we behave. Is it around Jesus' way? We're going to look in a bit deeper into Acts 2 to understand that more. And your relationships. Are they aligned to your discipleship with Jesus? So my challenge this morning really is, are we intentionally planning to abide in God this year? Can we align our desires and devotion to him in the way our lives are shaped? And as we think of what it means for us as followers of Jesus, we should plan and organize our lives to be shaped by the Holy Spirit for the glory of God. We'll send a resource round this week. Uh, It's a resource from Emotionally Healthy Discipleship about how you could create your your own rule of life. You don't have to stick to it rigidly, but it'll get you thinking about, are you intentionally uh, doing things to allow and invite God in to what you do? This morning, we're going to look at how the early church did it. And our text today is from Acts 2, if you'd like to turn to it. It'll be up on the screen. Before we get to our focus text today, let's just look at a little bit before Acts 1. So Luke wrote Acts. um, So it's a continuation of what he wrote in Luke's gospel around the gospel account of Jesus' life, death and resurrection. So it starts with that. Verse 3 states how Jesus appeared to the apostles he had chosen and he spoke about the kingdom of God. Verse 8, you get a real sense of what the next thing for, for uh, God's people is. He states they will receive, the Holy, the, receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on them and be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then we see Pentecost. We see the Holy Spirit coming in power. The promise of the helper who will be with us. He came in power. Power to redeem and renew the things in that particular moment. As the kingdom of God exploded and showed what it was designed to be when God created the world. We see that it caused people to speak in tongues in their own language. There were many different people from all over, all over the place. But God wanted to speak to them intimately. They could understand in their own tongue. The Holy Spirit was speaking directly and intimately with them. He was showing God's big plans in an intimate way to those people. And the church exploded in its thousands. 
The power of what Jesus did and does now was fundamental in the early church. It turned the world on its head. Jesus is the Messiah. He came to seek and save the lost. And the power of the Spirit in the early church showed the power of that good news, the gospel message to the early church, empowering them to continue what Jesus had shown them and what he had started. And the same good news has been passed to us. So we're going to pick up in chapter 2 and read verse 38 and 39. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord will call. Peter preaches to the people why Jesus came. He's the Messiah. He's their saviour. The call first is to follow Jesus, to devote yourself to him. As you devote yourselves to him, our desires will learn and grow to become more like him through the inner working of the Holy Spirit. In this church at Central Vineyard, we call this practicing the way of Jesus. It's our discipleship or apprenticeship to Jesus. When you repent and are baptized in the name of Jesus, you're choosing to follow him. Choose a direction of the way of Jesus. If you'd like to be baptized, there's, there's a link on the screen. Or come and speak to one of us, one of the leadership team, or someone who's been on stage. Um, but this is also a way that you can let us know. Practice in the way of Jesus, and we do it together in community. Let's read on from Acts 2, 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. So as we build this trellis in our lives, this is really how the early church did it. They actually did it organically. I'm sure there was a lot of intentionality about it. But as we read through, we see, first of all, that they devoted themselves. This was real to them. The power of Jesus was real to them. The power of the Holy Spirit was real to them. And if you're going to take away one thing this morning, let it be this. Devote yourself to Jesus. If you have any passion or desire to follow him, if you've got a stirring of the Holy Spirit to walk with him, he can help you, lead you into utter devotion to our Saviour. And I think as Christians it's critical to start with our devotion and love for him. We have to start with him. 
He's done everything. He's the source of all we need. If he's not your desire, then we miss the point. He's the cornerstone of our faith. He's the source of all we need. So how did the early church devote themselves? They first of all devoted themselves to teaching. Reading and understanding the word of God. Hebrews 4.12 For the, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We need to be in God's word continually. It challenges us. It cuts right through. It challenges the attitudes of our heart. They devoted themselves to fellowship. They d devoted themselves to each other, to community, surrounding themselves with people passionate about following Jesus. And they grew. It was attractive. People could see the power of it. And relationships were super critical in the early church. Acts 2 shows us how small groups of a few people were important for the followers of Jesus. It needs to be done in community. And devoting ourselves means intentionally building the relationships of those around us who are also following Jesus, practicing the way of Jesus together. It can't just be Sundays. How can we be intentional during the week with connecting and sharing life with other believers the early church were doing it daily. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. They worshipped together. They put Jesus at the centre of everything. We shared communion together in the, in the prayer before, before the service. We had this kind of vision of all sitting around the table and sharing together. And God was there first. We joined him sharing around the table. And that's what we celebrate together as we celebrate communion. That Jesus has done it all. He is the center of everything. And the early church would do it round a simple meal. And they would remember and worship Jesus together. When you meet with each other, can you make Jesus the center of what you do? And they devoted themselves to prayer. If you leave space for God, I'm convinced he'll fill it. Prayer is a chance to meet with our living God, align our ways to him, praise and thank him, wrestle things over with him. Sometimes just, be, just sit and be still and abide with him. We've got several ways to pray together as a church. Deborah uh, mentioned them this morning. Uh, there is, uh, it was shared earlier, there is a page on our website that's got everything on there. Can we start the year praying together? Can we pray, first of all, inviting God to move with us individually? with us as a church, for Northampton, 
for the surrounding villages, for our nation, for our world. We moved up a room back a week so that we could uh, gather all together this Friday. This is a real time where we can come together and simply just leave space for God to speak. Pray and end Mondays and Fridays. I won't repeat it again. It's, it's on the website. It's a real chance for us to meet uh, together. And the 21 days of prayer and fasting as a wider church as well. Um, just slightly off topic, um, I had a message from Tatiana this week who's gone back to Ukraine. Um, it's really a real tough time for her at the moment. She's leading a church with her husband, Sergei. We've left a few blank sheets of paper in, in the landing, in the foyer, where it'd be great if a few of us, a few of us that, that know Tatiana, or if you feel led to, just to write a message or a small prayer to, to her. The power of prayer is fundamental to our faith. We want God to move. We want God to move here. Are we serious about that this morning? So if you're not sure what to do, um, uh, Vicky's going to be around in the landing if, if you want to take part in that. Acts 2, 44 to 47. Let's read on. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Can we have all of this in common? Intentionally giving. The early church made room to help others in need. They'd sold things so that they could give and help and make space for others. They ate together. They used their homes. They invited people into their homes to share over a meal and connect with each other. And they thanked God and they could see what God was doing. We need to do th those things when times are easy and when times are hard. There was a real anointing of the Spirit on that early church and you could see the movement uh, of the Spirit in, those early, in the early church. And we pray for more of that. We pray for that now. There are stirrings across the globe of people confessing their sins, utterly devoting themselves to Jesus. And we see God's power in that. We pray for more of that here in Northampton. And it needs to start with us as we practice the way of Jesus together. Let's get the fundamentals right together as a church. Let's grow in our faith and our walk together. Be great if we could make it a priority this year. So what could it look like for 2024? 
My plea for you this morning is that if you'd like to step into a deeper relationship with Jesus, is that you intentionally do it with each other. Let's do it together. The way we do it here is in our community circles. Uh, there is, is there the triangle, Rosie? Yeah. So this is how we structure our community. So it's structured uh, in community circles. So these are really our small groups, how we meet in smaller uh, groups. Uh, and we build a rhythm, a habit of meeting with each other regularly. There's planned meetings, but there's time for us to connect with each other continually, day to day. It's about building our rhythms as a church. That trellis, how do we build rhythms so that we regularly connect? If we don't plan it, it won't happen. We go into our communities to get deeper, to learn, discuss, talk things through. Teaching is a part of it. And then practice. Talk about practicing the way of Jesus. We need to do it. We need to step into it, try it out, fail sometimes. Sometimes it goes really well, so sometimes it goes horribly wrong. But God is full of grace and love, and we go again. So our community circles are a chance to go away, practice, come back in community and, and be accountable, talk things through, talk through the good, bad, and the ugly. On the screen are our lovely circle leaders. They're not all floating heads. Uh, they're, they're all very nice and approachable people. If you're interested in jo joining a circle, uh, please speak to one of them, speak to one of us uh, at the front uh, if, you, if you'd be interested. Uh, it would be great if we could make our community circles core to what we do this year. We have three circles. They all have different rhythms. Our communities build the rhythm that suits them. Uh, they all meet formally on different days, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Some meet fortnightly, some meet weekly. Um, but it's best to talk to them uh, about how each of the circles do things. Maybe you're in a circle at the minute, but it's not quite right for you, whether it's the rhythm or, or, or anything. Now is a chance to speak to your circle leaders and say, actually, Mondays don't work, or it's just not working right for me. It's a fresh time in the new year uh, to maybe try something different. Work it through with your circle leaders. Maybe you're not part of a circle. There will be a link on the next slide, which I'll come on to later. Um, but I encourage you to speak to one of those guys or come and speak to me, Pete, Anya, or, or Vicky, and we can help you through it. So there are circles. So the last slide is things to think about. Sorry, lots of QR codes. We're going to put them up again uh, at the end of the service after our response time if you don't get a chance now. But three things as we leave... Um, and I wanted them to start with P, and I just couldn't make it work. So bear with me. Ho hopefully, even if it doesn't work, it will stay in your mind. First of all, pray. We have to start with prayer. 
Um, there's a, a reminder again of the website with all of our chances to pray. Secondly, play a part-ish. Join a circle, basically. Couldn't think of a good P, but it is join a circle. Play a part in, in what we're, we're doing here, what, well, what God's doing here. Um, let's intentionally uh, meet together continually throughout the week. And finally, practice. If you've been here a while, we, we cover practices quite regularly. We did three last year. We're starting our fourth one next week uh, as we kick off. Uh, all of the resources are on the website. PTW is practicing the way, practicing the way of Jesus. And if you go to centralvineyard.co.uk forward slash pray forward slash circles forward slash PTW or follow the QR codes, you can see what, uh, what resources are there. The resources in the practicing of the way are all of our past teachings on the practices. There's some small group guides. There are some podcasts. There are some suggested reading on there. And there's also a link to our CV family. We're part of a family of churches that have got loads of resources about being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing the things that Jesus did. I could waffle on and on about that, but we'll put this back up. We'll send an email out on it this week with all of the information. As we respond, and let's stand together. I'm sorry I've ploughed a load of information to you this morning. But it basically comes down to what is the next step to go deeper with Jesus this morning, together as a community. So as we respond, let the other stuff fall away for now. But how can you go deeper this morning with Jesus? We're going to leave some time. It's going to be quiet. There's no distractions for, t for you to do business with God. Let's not make it complicated. What are the, what's the next simple step that you could do to get closer to Jesus? Maybe it's a time to seek God. Maybe it's a time to reorientate yourself in your devotion to Jesus. Maybe you want to give yourself to Jesus. Maybe you want to do that again. Maybe it's about going away and creating a rule of life, creating a trellis this week as you seek to devote yourself to God. Maybe you feel led to join a community circle so we're going to make some room. If you're not sure what to do, but you would like to respond, you can simply just close your eyes and hold your hands out as a simple symbol that you want to receive from God. Let's take a bit of time as we do that together. Pray for more of the Spirit. Welcome, you spirit. 